Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Faint with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Country band Lone Star comes to Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in West Virginia on April 15th. I spoke to founding keyboardist Dean Sams about the band's 10 number one hits, including Amazed, I'm Already There, What About Now, and Mr. Mom. Hey, Dean, thanks so much for joining us on WTOP. Of course. Good morning to you. We're here because we're talking about the great, great country band Lone Star is coming to the Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in West Virginia on Friday, April 15th. Now, uh, you guys have had so many hits over the years, and uh, I know you have a record coming out that's called 10 to 1, which is sort of looking looking at those hits. Is that what it is? It really is. It's uh, so uh, thanks to y'all playing all our music over the years. And of course, the fans requesting that we've uh We've been lucky enough to have 10 number one songs. And um, and so what we've done is uh, we've had a greatest hits record before, but we've never had all 10 of our number one songs in one place. And then to take it even a step further, um, we went back in and we re-recorded those hits and kind of put a fresh spin uh, on on those hits. And, you know, over the years, we've you know, change the arrangements a little bit. And uh, we feel like we are playing better and singing better than we ever have. And uh, so the fans are going to get a chance to hear that uh, with this 10 to one record. Awesome. And I want, I would love to talk about some of those number ones with you, but, but first um, chronologically speaking, remind me um, how the band band got together, you know, like uh, where, where did you yourself grow up and how did you meet the guys? Well, uh, I'm from Garland, Texas, a uh, suburb of Dallas. And um, I had moved to Nashville to be a solo artist. And uh, it didn't take me very long to figure out after going around and hearing a bunch of people sing and, and do their thing there that I'm not nearly good enough to make it. Um, but uh, being the, the guy that I am, I figured uh, – I've got another way I can do it. I'll just put together a band. I've been the leader of every band that I've ever been in. I'll find great singers and other great players and, and I'll put a band together. And uh, Lone Star is the direct result. It's the band that I put together. I, I love it. I love it. And remind us uh, who, who was the lineup at, at the beginning there? Because I know there's been some, some different, you know, shuffling in and out. I know John Rich was in it before we left and did big and rich. Yep. I know, um, there it's, it's been a, a sort of, a, I don't want to say a rotating bunch. There's a lot of the same guys in there, but remind us, you know, at the start, who was it at the start? Well, basically when I first put the band together, um, it was myself. Um, the first person I got was uh, Richie McDonald. Um, and I had met him actually at an audition for Opryland, uh, which we used to be a theme park 
in Nashville that had rides and shows and stuff. And uh, they had open call auditions at the University of Texas Arlington. And I heard him sing and uh, thought it because you could sit out in the audience and watch other people audition. I heard him sing and I happened to run into him in the restaurant. I said, hey, man, I heard your audition. I'm Dean. He goes, I'm Richie. I said, well, nice to meet you. Good luck. Well, as it turned out, I made it. He didn't. So I, that's what made me move to Nashville. <clears throat> and uh, and while I was working at Opryland, um, I would go watch what is called the blue cast. I was in what is called the red cast. Red cast is kind of a year round cast. Blue cast is just summer. And there was this young kid uh, singing all this Vince Gill stuff and whatever. And then I saw him play bass guitar in a talent contest. And I was like, man, when I put a band together, if I have this guy singing and I, I can get this this young kid playing bass and singing the high harmony. I'll, I'll play piano and sing the low harmony. I'll have a band. And so that, that young kid singing that high stuff, playing bass was John Rich, uh, who went on to be in Big and Rich. And um, John was with us through uh, our first two albums. Uh, we were together two and a half years before we got a record deal. And then, of course, John stayed with us through uh, the Crazy Night CD. And then once... Uh, and then I also had uh, we had three other drummers before we finally landed on Keach Rainwater and Keach came in right before we got a record deal. So he missed out on all the two door Jeep Cherokee pulling the U-Haul days. He didn't have to do any of that stuff with us. And uh, he came in basically right at the record deal. And then um, the uh, the other piece of the puzzle was uh, our great guitar player, Michael Britt. And he's been with us, you know, ever since I put the band together and. Um, I actually grabbed him from a pizza hut. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he was delivering pizzas for pizza hut when I, when I grabbed him. So, uh, that, that was the lineup. I'm surprised you didn't grab him from a Lone Star restaurant. Pizza hut surprised me. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, he was, that's where he was working and, uh, he was just waiting on, I guess, me to come pull him out of that place. All right. Well, from one deep dish to let's dish deep on some of these. That's the best segue I got, man. <laughs> That it's, was good, man. <laughs> personal pan uh, interview here. All right. So take, take me. Thanks for the courtesy laugh. That was not good. <laughs> uh, but let's uh, let's go into the, the you know, it's te- it's called 10 to 1. So let's go into, we don't have time to do all 10, obviously. So I'll just sort of pick and choose some of the ones I remember. I mean, man, I, right. grew up, I grew up on this stuff. But tell me about the first big, the first number one was was no news. Tell me. it. No news. Tell me about how it was such a cool it's such a cool take on, you know, uh, you know, your lover leaving you. And ha- have you heard anything? No, no news. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, what's cool about it is it's it's kind of a sad song in the sense that, you know, the guy gets left by his girl and, you know, he doesn't know why. But, you know, he's kind of sitting around kind of thinking she's coming back. I mean, she, you know, I hadn't heard anything yet, but, I, you know, I'm sure some different things happen. Like she got derailed, got the eyes offered as you know he's coming up with all these scenarios that couldn't be further from happening to this girl um for the reasons why she hasn't come back and uh so yeah it's a really cool fun up up tempo take on on the guy being left and um and it was our very first number one it actually spent three weeks at number one and uh you know and it's probably one of my most embarrassing videos that we've ever done uh, when I go back and look at that one, I, I just immediately have to shut it off. 
What? Why? Like just the what? Haircuts or clothes style back then, or what is it? No, you know, back then we wore cowboy hats and stuff, and and I was just being energetic and being me. But the director never told me that I looked like an idiot because I bounced my head up and down the entire time. So every time the camera comes in on me, I'm bouncing my head with this big cowboy hat on, and I just look stupid. You know, I just look stupid. Hey man, it it launched uh, many number one, so it, you know it was it was it was worth it. Was worth it. Uh, all right, mo- moving ahead. I mean, there's dude, as you know, there's so many I could do, but uh, tell me about Amazed. I mean, if if there is one song, uh, you know, that might ever be considered your guys' career song, I mean, I think it might be that. I mean, that's you'll you'll oh, still, you'll is. you'll still hear that at you know people slow dancing to that at at weddings, etc. But um, tell 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 me about um, you know, uh, why you think that one works so well. Well, I, I think, um, first of all, just love in general is the universal thing that we're all looking for. I don't care what what country you're in. I don't care where you are, you know, in life. I mean, you can even be a little kid. And you're wanting acceptance from, you know, the little boy that's writing notes to the little girl check yes or no, like George Strait had a song about, you know, we're all looking for love. We're all looking for acceptance. And and I think uh, amazed, you know, it, it says it so well. It's like, you know, how somebody feels when they're truly in love with somebody else. And it's you either have somebody, you either feel that way about somebody or somebody feels that way about you or you want somebody to feel that way about you. And so uh, it's just such a universal song. It says it so well, has great melody. Um, great harmony and um, the lyric is just spot on. I think that's why I did what it did. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that was the song of yours that ma- when CMT did that big, you know, top hundred country songs of all time. I think Amazed was yeah. the, was on there. So that's that's oh that's, yeah, that's an all timer. Um, all right, moving ahead. Let me. I'm just cherry picking here. And what about now? That is one. That's just an upbeat, fun. Uh, you know, ode to. Just being a little spontaneous, I guess. What about now? How about tonight? <laughs> it is. And you know what? Lyrically, once again, uh, the writers, nobody in the band wrote it. It was, you know, outside writers. Uh, Aaron Barker was one of the great writers on that song. And he he has, uh, he'd written 10 number ones for George Strait and just amazing writer. And uh, I mean, if you think about lyrically, uh, coming up with a cool way to say something, I mean, the uh, the sign in the window said for seller trade on the last remaining dinosaur Detroit made seven hundred dollars was a heck of a deal for a four hundred horsepower jukebox on wheels. I mean, lyrically, it's just so good. But at, and then you get to the chorus, you know, the guy talking to the girl or it could be the girl talking to the guy. What about now? How about tonight? You know, let's just go. Let's let's just, you know, and and once again, it's it's that uh, it's song about being spontaneous. It's about being with the one that you you care about and just you know living life and having fun and let's do it right now so i think that's uh and once again i love that it's you know it's up tempo like no news was a lot of people remember us for the ballads because they were so big you know amaze was a nine-week number one on the country chart even crossed over the pop chart spent two weeks at number one i'm already there uh six week number one um and uh, made it to number two on the pop chart, you know, so those are so big, but I mean, what about now? No news front porch looking in Mr. Mom. Um, you know, we had a lot of up-tempo hits that people just forget about because the ballads were so big. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, and if you got time to talk about a couple more, I would love to. Tell me about I'm Already There. I mean, that that came out pre-9-11, but after 9-11, it just, it, it just took on a whole new meaning, right? It really did. I mean, the song was written about uh, from the perspective of us, you know, being gone on the road a lot. And, you know, we missed, you know, touring. We missed out on a lot of birthdays and first days of school and, you know, um, just, you know, being able to be there with our families all the time because, you know, we're out on the road trying to make a living and, and performing all around the world. And, uh, that's really the perspective that the song was written from. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, nine 11, obviously we, we didn't know what was coming, but nine 11 happened right about the time that that song was getting its legs. And, um, it, it really took on a whole new meaning with, with, uh, the military in particular. Um, I know Diane Sawyer, um, she, she touted that I'm already there as the unofficial anthem for the military and their families. And, mm. and it, it really did. It took on a whole new meaning. And, uh, you know, after nine 11, so many people wrote in and said how this song, you know, kept them connected with their loved one that was, you know, in the military overseas fighting for us. And, uh, I mean, then it, you know, later on, it, it took on a, a, another meaning like people, uh, you know, that lost a loved one and they're, they're still feeling connected to them through that song. Uh, and I'll tell you the craziest story, um, about that song is, uh, and I have, I have the, uh, plaque, um, hanging on my wall at my house. Um, there was an astronaut that, um, loved, I'm already there and his family loved that song. And it was literally their song. And he went into space and he took our, our record, our CD, I'm Already There, up in space with him. And uh, while he's in space, he took the CD out and he, he let go of it. And of course, there's it's no gravity. So it starts spinning around and there's the window and you can see the earth off in the background. Wow. And it spun around perfectly where you could see the full front of the CD. And he took a picture of it and you could see the earth in the background. And he had that CD framed for us and said, you know, from my family to yours. Uh, and it's anyway, it's from this astronaut and talk about a song that connected him with his family and gave us the ultimate gift by giving us that CD and having it framed and stuff in honor of us for the song. Wow. Talk about a global, a universal hit. I mean, you're outside yeah. the earth looking down. Holy. Talk about an out of this world hit. Out of this world hit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's so true, man. I, I get goosebumps. Thinking, yeah, if, of course, the military 9-11 thing. But then, yeah, to, but you're right. A anyone who's lost a loved one um, that those lines of, you know, um, just take a look around and sun, I'm the sunshine in your hair and, and, you know, the shadow on the ground, whisper in the wind. I mean, that'll give you goosebumps. They're all lo our yeah. loved ones are around us at all times. Absolutely. And it's, uh, so we're, we, we've been, uh, so blessed with having, uh, you know, so many different songs that, that touch people and hit people, uh, you know, for different reasons at different times. Uh, we, we've had, uh, quite a few of those and, and, you know, we we've never taken that for granted. I mean, the fact that that fans still show up to the shows every day uh, that we have shows and, and they're singing the words and they're standing, they're energetic, they're excited to see us. I mean, we're, we're 30 years into this deal. And so it's it's pretty exciting. It is. It really is. Um, do we have time for any more? I'm going to take as much time as you want. 
Oh, cool. Thank you so much. I wasn't sure. I'm all good. Okay, cool. Uh, tell me about my front porch looking in. That is one of those good, uh, those good reminders that, you know, sometimes we, you know, we're always looking outward trying to see what else, you know, what do we got to do in our busy days? But sometimes you got to do is just turn around and the view we like the most is what we already have. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that is really the point of the song. I mean, so many times we're always, and, and you know what, uh, us as a band, um, you know, well, I'll just talk for myself. I mean, I was guilty of, you know, uh, you know, you, once you get on that ride of, you know, having hits and success and, and, and you're doing these shows and everything's going so good. I mean, you, you start going, okay, that's cool, but what's next? What's next? What's next? And instead of just stopping and, and turn around and, and looking at what's really important, what you have in your hands and what, what is and should be most important. And that's, you know, uh, the people that you hold dear to you, the closest to you, and that's your family. And uh, that's really what front porch looking in is. And it's, it's not, it's not, uh, you know, saying you can't look forward and try to, you know, better yourself and find out other things in the future, but make sure you're always keeping the eye on the prize, which is your family that's closest to you. And um, that's really what that song's about. And it's done in a, you know, a lyric way that, that uh, was unique. It's also up tempo. It makes you feel good. And uh, so once again, one of those uh, has a great message with an up tempo feel to it, which you know, the fans really have latched on with us. Oh, absolutely. Um, and in terms of, you know, I guess, I guess your last one that went number one, I guess was, was Mr. Mom. You mentioned it earlier, but tell me about why I get a smile just thinking of that song. I mean, just the line of Pampers meld into Maytag dryer crayons go up one drawer higher and rewind Barney for the however many 15th time or whatever. Uh, talk, <laughs> talk about how, it is a song that is a salute to all the moms. Well, and, and, and the Mr. Moms out there, but it is, it basically, it's a song of, of a guy that, that realizes, holy crap, it's, it's hard being a stay at home parent. <laughs> well, at the end of the day, um, I mean, I, I'll tell you me as, as a dad, when my kids were little, I, I cherished, I, I was, I was a hands-on really good dad. I mean, I could, change diapers. I could cook for the kids. I'm, I'm, I'm a neat freak anyway. So I clean and stuff, but I don't think that's the norm. You know, I think, you know, a lot of guys, you know, if, if they let their, their significant others take care of the, the kids, um, they think it's, you know, it's an easy job, but the reality of it is, I mean, uh, whoever's taking care of the kids, uh, I don't care whether it's 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 the guy or the girl. It's a hard it's a hard gig, and there's a lot to it. And um, I don't think you realize it until you're in charge of it twenty four seven. And so this was the ultimate, uh, you know, from our perspective, this was the ultimate praise to the moms out there for the for the hard work that they do. And it was an ultimate uh, kick in the butt to guys like. I'm stupid. I thought that was easy and it's not. And so, honey, I'm sorry for any time that I acted like that was you didn't have it hard when I'm off going to work because you probably have it or not. You probably you definitely have it way harder than I do. And so thanks, you know, uh, thanks for all that you do. So really, that's what that song was. Oh, for sure. I got to tell you, it, it is my grandma's favorite song. <laughs> 
my, <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, there's there's 10 of these number ones. We don't have time to go through all of them. But, you know, as a hardcore Lone Star fan, I got to say that is just scratching the surface. I mean, I invite our listeners to go back and check out even all the ones that, that didn't go to number one. I mean, like not a day goes by. It's just such a great song or let's be us again. Just there's there's so many, so many great songs. Do, do, do you have a favorite of, of the songs that that maybe didn't go to number one? golly there's there's a lot like i love walking in memphis you know we uh we re-recorded uh the mark combs hit walking in memphis and and there's a if you got a second or and i think it's an interesting story of how we even came to record that song tell me all about that because we had mark Cohn was on this same on our station on this same podcast like a couple like a month or two ago so tell i would love to hear this story you got it he's awesome by the way but um so uh walking in memphis uh, obviously it's a great song, but, um, us as a band, uh, me and the guys at Lone Star, we, we got uh, tied in very quickly once we started having some success, uh, with St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. And we would do benefits a lot for them. Uh, we even had our own benefit that we would do every year, uh, during fanfare or CMA Fest in Nashville. Uh, we did it for seven years, a bowling event, and we had Gosh, everybody from Carrie Underwood to Tracy Lawrence to Montgomery Gentry. I mean, uh, some of the great, you know, stars that we've had over the years would come be part of our event. And we'd raise, you know, uh, you know, every year, hundreds of thousands of dollars for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. So it's something that's always been very important to us and the great work that they do there. And we were actually at St. Jude. We had done a hospital visit and visited a bunch of the kids. And then we were going to do a little acoustic show. And so we're in this room at the hospital where uh, we're setting up and we're doing sound check. And, um, and since, you know, we're in Memphis, um, uh, just kind of started playing that song. And then next thing you know, Keach starts playing along with the drums. Mike starts playing along with his guitar. And, and we're next thing you know, we're just during sound check, just kind of doing that song. Um, uh, you know, unrehearsed, just doing it because it's just sound check. It doesn't matter. And um, the head of promotion for our uh, record label, Tom Baldrica, he heard it and was like, God, y'all should record that. That sounds so good. And, you know, we just kind of laughed and said, ah, we're just, you know, messing around. Next thing you know, the head of our label tells us, man, I want y'all to record Walking to Memphis. I heard it's like really something. And we think that would be great. So uh, we ended up doing it and put it out as a single and it was a top 10 record for us. It's it's uh, it, you're right. And I remember that version, too. And, and hearing hearing your, you know, your all's take on it. I thought it was one of those that was it, I and dare say rivaled the original. I know that's sort of blasphemy, but you know, I, I love it, especially around that time. I love when, you know, you all did walking in Memphis, Tim McGraw did a tiny dancer version. I mean, I, I like, right. I like when you all took on, took on those classics. Um, well, very, very cool. Uh, well, very cool. I mean, there's so many we could talk about, but I think we covered a bunch. Um, and, uh, we really did. (laughs) You've been generous with your time, but anything we want to say, uh, you know, just to get our listeners to come on out to Hollywood casino and, and check you guys out here uh, on, on the April 15th. Absolutely. I'll, I'll tell you if, even if you've seen a Lone Star show before, this is by far, and I, it's going to sound like I'm just pitching you know and but i'm what i'm saying is 100 percent true this is by far the best show that we've ever taken out on tour 
Um, we have some great production elements, but <clears throat> the production elements without the songs are just production elements. Uh, but we, it's, we've put all 10 of our number one songs are in this show. We've never done that before. Um, so it's literally hit after hit after hit. Uh, we have a lot of moments that, uh, you know, the fans are going to, they'll be doing it naturally, but we want them to sing along with us. Um, and then we have a couple little surprises. Uh, one happens about halfway through the show. And then another one happens at the end of the show that I'm telling you, nobody expects from us. Uh, their jaws drop and they're standing on their feet. And it's, it's just been an unbelievable tour this year. So we can't wait for them to come out, see this show. This is the one show that they need to come see this year. They need to come see Lone Star uh, on the 15th of April at Hollywood Casino. Yes, again, as he said, 15th of April at Hollywood Casino in Charlestown, West Virginia. Get your tickets now. Lone Star, uh, love it. One of the great all-time country groups, if you ask me. So thanks so much for taking the time for us today. Hey, I really appreciate your time. All right, we'll talk to you soon. All right, my friend. Thank you so much for the interview. All right, see ya. All right, be well. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.